I received a few emails of uh, owners of turtles and the like and rabbits, and they say they give them a lot of lettuce. So, as usual, this is going to be an interesting sugi. We are going to get to the coolers. First, we've got to first figure out what the din is. So, the first marmokum, which we already had carefully over the last week, was page one, where Rafuna said that you can't feed Michael into Michael Behema. And the Gemara says, Kasavra, we're going to later discuss whether everybody passes like Rafuna. We're going to go on to Mar number two, another application where you can't, seemingly, you can't use food for other applications. This time it's not the animals, it's detergents, soaps, perhaps pharmaceuticals. And the question is, if you have a choice, pharmaceuticals, if you have a choice of something else and it's just as good, this would apply. If you have no choice and it's for health purposes, obviously it would be mutter. Question is, what about soaps and detergents, which are also pretty necessary? And this Gemara is only two lines, the part we need right now, and a small tesis. I always warn you what uh, I learned early on. My Rabbi always told me, watch out for the small tesis. And the large ones sometimes. Kasha Teres, Kasha Teres, yeah. And the, Ah, that's right, it's like the quick question. So uh, this is, we're not going to get into what I'm about to mention now. And it, there's so much there, and it's so, again, remind me, we have to really cover it, because we never covered it yet, and that is the use of baby wipes on Shabbos. Now, what does that have to do with this sugya? Well, you wouldn't think it had anything to do with this sugya, but it happens to be this Gemara. And I'm going to share with you where they go with it from this Gemara, but that's not the reason we're here. So let's first see the Gemara and the part about the food for the soap. Uh, Gemara's on Shabbos, Nun Amid Beis, page 2 of your photocopy. This is 31, I believe, of your handouts for anybody here on Zoom. I think it's 31. If it's not 31, somebody let us know. We're on page 2. It's the main copy. Mahu this is in the same Amud where it's talking about combing your hair on Shabbos. You'll see in a few minutes why I point that out. Din is we don't use combs, hard combs, well, combs are hard, hard brushes. We don't want to pull out hair, even though you might wonder it's not a psikresha. And certainly not in every stroke. So some say that we look at the whole combing of the hair as one mice, even though it might take 15 strokes, which is fascinating. Each one's a separate mice. Why should that be a psikration? Many do not accept that, understandably, and they say there must be something else going on, and the secret must be, as the Gemara seems to indicate, that you're trying to pull out hair that's sort of like half out and knotted, and you're trying to pull it out. So it's not a dovish and a miskavim. Psikration or lack thereof only helps when you start off as a dovish and a miskavim, if it's a dovish and a miskavim, and you're trying to do something else, and it's not a psikration, then Rabbi Shimon holds his mutter. And we hold, like Rabbi Shimon, if it's a psikration, holds also, if it's lanichale, pulling out the hair, it would be a machlekes, whether held like the Aruch or not, but Gemara seems to indicate it's nichale, and therefore it's enough for Meskavit, and therefore even though it's not a psikration every stroke, it's not going to help you. Is there a chalik between men and women? Because men just brush to align it when do like other things. It depends how much the man is into his hair and how much he gets into the sugi of los obush, and it, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure today that would necessarily be correct, but it's according to what the Gemara is saying that it might pull out hair, either it's a psikration on the entire Misa or you're trying to pull out the hairs that are snagging. 
but that's not even our sugi either. The reason I mention it is because Tesis is going to tie in these two lines with why it's here in this particular sugi. So, but they don't make a chalit between men and women. And you need a very, if you use anything, you need a very soft brush, and the brush has to be the Shabbos, otherwise the uvdrachol is normally the maizas, something you do during the week because it's asar on Shabbos, and it has to be very, very soft. Extremely soft. What does that have to do with olives? So, what's the shayla? Now, Rashi is going to be brought down, we're going to see the whole thing in Tesis, that they used to take zesim and smash it against a rock, some other hard object, in order to sweeten it, as Loshan Livtsaya, to break, to break up and to smash. Why are they doing that? I don't know much about olives. I don't want to say I don't like olives, as my parents would want me to say. I don't care for olives. I'm being careful because it's one of the Shivas Aminim. You'll say the Shivas Aminim is really on the olive oil. Okay, still grows in Israel in abundance. And we discussed at the beginning of this topic about the law in Israel. You can't even cut them down, which is the halacha anyway, Baruch Hashem, and very valuable wood. So. If it's neshtabir b'ayat Yisrael, if you don't care for it, then say you don't care for it. I don't really, I've tasted it a few times. And it's one of these things, either you cultivate a taste or you don't. The reason I'm mentioning that is because the Gemara here says that nobody really likes it in some form or another because it's a little bitter. So either you pickle it, which we get olives in jars that are pickled, various flavors, so that takes care of that problem. The other way to do it, Rashi is explaining this line to me, is you smash it and it sort of sweetens it in that process, probably releases something as you smash it, and it makes it a little bit more sweet, a little more palatable, and if you like olives, you're good to go. And the Gemara wants to know, can you do that on Shabbos? Why can't you do it on Shabbos? So Rashi's going to say, based on Sugya later, Tikkun Eichlin is Tikkun Eichlin Aser, or not, the Gemara's context later is going to be when you're being misakad eichel for behemoth, it's a shayla of tirchan Shabbos, but the animals have to eat, how much can you do? And is this tikkun eichlin? You can't take off chumas and maizas on Shabbos, why not? It's tikkun eichlin. It's misakad eichel for behemoth, anything you can't tell if you weren't in the sugi or if you were a guy, take off chumas and maizas, you ask him, what did I do to this pile of carrots? He said, nothing, you move some carrots over. So, if you can't tell, that's not tikkun daraisa. There's no physical tikkun. Shitsa Mordechai. Well, daraisa, we generally hold as darabonon. Why is tikkun eichlin in general not awesome when you're making food, not cooking on Shabbos, but you're putting something together? If you don't get involved in teichin, there are a lot of other reasons. Why is the makabah patish? The Abdenazer has an interesting chuva where he says making food edible is not makabah patish. That's what food comes often inedible and you make it edible. If you're not violating any malacha, it's not going to be makabah patish. Akapatish, when you do all the malachas, then you do the final patish. It's a big sugya what makapatish normally is, but he says it's not making food from the inedible state to the edible state. Once it's edible, if you have a ruchni stick, a problem that is terrible and you take off meiser, that's a shayla of tikkun and possibly makabah patish. So here the Gemara is asking, is this mutter to do on Shabbos out the Yisra of Tikkun Eichlin, of Tercha, whatever the category of the Yisra is? The Gemara asks back, Amalahu, very surprising, but not for our sugya, V'chi b'chal mi yitiru. So what do you ask our Shabbos for? How about Tuesday? You can't do this even during the week, let alone Shabbos. Kasava mishum hefzad Eichlin. The reason you can't do it is because you're being mafzad Eichlin, bal tashchis. Or misuse. So, what's the baltashis? What's going on? 
So take a look at Tesis. Ma'al Lutzeyah Zesim B'Shabbos. Fourth Tesis down. Pirish B'Kuntras L'Kaisim Al-Asel To hit them on the rock. Lamatek Miriusan. It sweetens it. Lamibayilei. Where it takes out the sharpness, the bitterness. Ibayilei. E Aser B'Shabbos Mishom Shuvi Eichlin V'Tikuni Eichlo. When you smash it, it might make the olive itself more edible, but the oil starts oozing out because you just smashed it. So you can't do that. It's going to Rashi. You can't do that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday either. That's half You're losing the oil. But before you do that, you wouldn't so, Tyson is going to ask what you're all thinking. Is, wait a second. We're talking about a guy. There's a huge market for olive oil, and that's their main thing. The olive oil. That's called that. I don't know what the numbers are 80% of the market. But there are plenty of people like olives and eat pickled olives. And pickling makes it taste one way here. They weren't pickling it, they wanted olives on demand, so they'd smash it on the rock and Hope the rock was clean. This whole thing doesn't sound to us Americans, but uh, didn't bother them, and somehow it made it better. So Gamara says, you can't do that, according to Rashi, you can't do that. You're wasting all the valuable oil that's dripping out. So Tysus is about to ask, what do you mean you're wasting the oil? The guy wants to eat it. He's not in the 80% of the market. This is the way to eat it. It's not really, again, it's not edible, but it's not that palatable. And otherwise, like you say, he's not interested in harvesting the oil. So somebody else can. You're wasting it because the oil is far more valuable. I want to eat olives. I can't eat olives. I can't smash my olive to make it more edible. Because somebody else, or I could have used it for olive oil. So Rashi apparently holds that's a problem. You're wasting, you could prepare food, but if you're wasting so much to get so little, that's baltashkis. Making scotch is baltashkis. How do you make scotch? A lot, a lot of uh, barley or whatever they make it. Scotch? Oh, scotch is just a general term. You mean like... Uh, no, I'm saying that all, all these alcohols, they take a ton of stuff and they... Uh, they make beer, and the beer is made of hops, which is made of barley. What do they do with it afterwards? Hops is a separate plant. Oh. Barley but it hops. takes... It Both. Takes, okay. It takes a lot. And what do they do with the barley and hops afterwards? They, do they discard it? I, I, in today's industry, food industry, they don't waste anything. Like, Actually, yeah. not because they're about tashkas, because it's jam, a waste of money. Jam, I wonder. Jam gets rid of a huge vat of, uh, of fruit. Right. It's a little thing of jam. No, that, that the whole fruit is there. Yeah. There are examples. What somebody told me was that they, the high-ended caterers... Why? You're getting a very little yeah, precious food. You, you, took, you took a fig and it So, Shailas, is this dollar and cents? Let's say I just want to have an olive. I, let's say none of The oil is more valuable. I, but you're, so you're saying, right, because you're, you're, you're having... Yeah, so you're saying it's more valuable and people use it for that. Okay, that's, that's true. People, he's saying the end product is a lot more valuable, but it's not only... It happens to be true, and that's a good answer. It's not only a question of dollars and cents. Tyson is still going to ask, obviously, why she disagrees. Tyson is going to ask, but I want to eat an olive now. So I can't eat an olive, but I could have had a better use out of it. Let me put it in contemporary terms. The people told me that very high-ended caterers, they could be preparing fruit. Take a watermelon. So we all know that watermelon business is pretty tricky because the closer you get to that white thing at the bottom, the less geschmack it is. We all know that. So it's very red, then a little fainter and fainter and fainter. So they tell me the high-ended ones, just take those little scoopers and make the balls. They take, depending on how much you're paying for your caterer, they take like you know the top 15%. 
and the rest is gone. They do not give it away to Shevis plate. Shevis plate rescues things once it's on the plates being served or not being on the plate or not being touched, but whatever. They're doing a good job of food that's legamre wasted and perfectly good. Here, they're not going to start giving a half a watermelon, especially the stuff near the white part. So are you allowed to take 15%? Mom, like this case. I picked this example because you want the sweet part. Okay, so you waste the other. So don't waste the other thing. Don't be such a pachech. Okay. So I'm paying a caterer because I have guests and I want them to enjoy. So the caterer's not going to tell me don't be such a pachech. <laughs> I want the better part of the watermelon. So Rashi could be that's an American Mishakas, and Rashi would have an issue with that. Going to the shot in the Gemara. It could be tasted to also have an issue, just saying over here, you want to eat the olive, you don't have to worry about the olive oil. It could be there, there's not such a wide machoik is, but this is going to be important for applications of food, for baltashas in general, and the reason I put it here is because we're exploring using food for different things. Here, according to Rashi, there's no get the straight baltashas. Tysus is about to raise the kasha, and his shot's going to be, no, you're using the olives for soap for detergent. You're that's already the Gemara says you can't do that during the week either. What do you ask about Shabbos? That's like feeding to the animals. Just use food for human consumption. That's why I'm bringing this down for the sukkah. Yes? So the, it's, it's, in the watermelon comparison, though, is, I mean, with the watermelon, you're, 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 you're retaining the, the, the best 30% of the watermelon. That's a nice way to say it. You're not retaining, you're taking the top 15% and throwing out the rest. Okay, right, I guess the, you can. The olives, uh, it's worse because the olives, you're, you're actually, you're, you're, you're you're taking away the better part of it. Oh, why? It's a free country. I'm not saying I'm not tiny on you. I want to eat the olive. I don't want olive oil. When I have salad, I buy olive oil dressing. You just want the best of the watermelon. What's the difference? I want the olive. I don't think that's... Uh, okay. Look, Rashi says it, so I'm not going to... Can't argue with you. Uh, but Tasis is going to ask uh, this kasha. He's going to ask two kashas. Vakasha, look at the small print. This is the Tasis Shanam. If we're talking about things oozing out and the problems that ensue from that, so put it in the sugi that talks about the liquid oozing out, the schita. It's not a schita problem. We'll get to that soon. But it shouldn't be here. What does that have to do with this gemara? That's number one. The main problem, this is what he's asking. He said, why can't I fix up my olive and eat it the way I want? and not worry about what, what's oozing out. So, Tesis doesn't understand why that should be a problem the rest of the week. He understands why the Gemara is asking it on Shabbos, but the Gemara seems to ask it the rest of the week. Farishri, It's used as soap, an abrasive type of soap, that's a deep cleanser, we'll call it. And we know from it's one of the ways to get the Typhus out of a pot. The Gemara gives an etzam. You can get it out. You can clean it. It does an excellent job. You need to boil it out. was no. Now, mezesim, I just want to point out, this is very important. What are we using over here? We're using the, the oil or the zesim. It sounds like mezesim. So it's not oil. So there are three possibilities. Interesting you, you say that. Where this Gemara appears, Rashi says it's not the oil or the zayas itself. You soak the zayas in a liquid and stuff comes out as you soak it and you take that liquid that ends up having these properties. Uh, does that mean 
Mezesim, is this how Taisa is using it, or does it mean you're not, Taisa already answered his own kasha, you're not fixing up the olive, that will be mutter even if the stuff is oozing out, what you're doing is you're smashing in the rock to get this out, to use it as a soap. So he says, you can't do that, then you're wasting the olive oil. You're smashing on the rock to get out the liquid, he says, that is misuse of human food. You can't feed the animals, and you can't use it for soap with detergents. If you have another, it's in there other things that they use for soap, as we learned in the soap sugya last year. And this wasn't necessary. It's a good option, and people did it, society at large, but the Gemara is questioning why that's mutter. It doesn't even bother us if you want to get out some of the liquid, if the thing would still be somewhat edible. Apparently, after you smash it, you're ruining the whole thing. So that last line tells you there's a cost a benefit to using something, extracting something, and still having a royal achila. And that thesis seems to say would be okay. The more we have issues, the more says you're ruining the whole thing. You're smashing. They can have nothing left. There's no return on the food aspect of this, and it's all going into part of it's into the garbage, and part of it is for your soap and detergent, and that's not mutter. So it's either paltashes or bizayin achlan or both. Yeah. I don't quite understand. Uh, it's very clear from the Gemara that they used olive oil to smear on themselves. Yes, all the time. So they didn't eat it. They smeared it on themselves. Well, food, and I just that's a very it. good question in general. And it's, it's a timely question. But, but, no, okay. It's a timely question for this time of year because there are five Inuyim on Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av. And we, get, we Americans get four of them and the fifth one goes right over our head says, Yom Kippur, really an Inuit, you can't smear yourself with olive oil. So, obviously, we're not really going to fully understand what they were doing, but my guess is they didn't have access to baths and showers regularly. That bathhouses and you didn't always kept more clean than everybody else, which is why we were blamed for the bubonic plague and the like, but Kinim were an issue. It was a different type of society. It's not a critique, obviously. And the skin was always in bad shape. We're not doing that much better because there's a big industry that sells uh, hand lotions for six months a year, and people are using it by the millions of gallons, um, which is not using olive oil. So how many, they had a need they were addressing clearly, and it was considered something was necessary, and it was a tiny because the skin would remain soft, and if you didn't use it, it would be a tsar. It's an enemy, not, not using it. So, and that was a way of life, and it's discussed all over the Gemara's Dover Pashat. Now the question is, how many options did they have? I don't know what, uh, did they discover oil of Olay? Did they discover uh, Jurgens? I, I don't know what the options are. We have a lot of synthetic stuff around. You read that thing, you'd have to go to pharmaceutical school to understand the ingredient panel in any of these the lotions. There's different types of quality. Good, but we're not using olives today. What I'm saying is... Is for lotion? Okay. There is, in pharmaceuticals, we have a lot of these things, but I don't know if it's a kasha, how are they allowed to use it? If they're addressing a need that we call a guy going one day without it is bizarre, then that's a real need. Simpler one. You're assuming, candles. I'm saying candles, yeah. Candles. They burned olive oil. 
for, for candles. Yeah. Right? They're, they're eating I've heard that. That's a passing chumash somewhere, yeah. no? So, so, so yeah. it's food. Why are we waiting? Wow, well, the chumash says, not only can you burn olive oil, okay, the remember, Pasik, you should, and you should use the best, what you were discussing, the best first drop, the Shemin Zayazach. No, I think you're right. I think it wasn't the only Zayazach. This was the finest thing, and you had a right to, to use it. I don't think that's the issue. The issue over here, that's why I threw in, I wasn't there, but historically, I know from other Gamaras, there were other ingredients that went into soaps. The Gamaras that talk about soaps and how to get things off and how to figure out certain stains and, and what it is and what you're looking at, and they're not using oil. Tasis is saying, you want a soap? There are other options. If olive oil burns the best, and not only in the base of Metish, the place can bring down, for Shabbos, barring even the Inyanam Apikabala, it used to be the cleanest burn and the nicest flame. And Rogel B'Shemin, all sorts of things. And yes, they were using olive oil, not only olive oil. We have pepper, memelikin, what to use. Uh, and there were other fruits there involved. But I don't know how many choices they have of synthetic paraffin they didn't have. They didn't even have it a couple hundred years ago. Paraffin, I think, people have asked me this, in Hilcha Shabbos, should they be using oil? I never tell somebody not to. I said, there was a mini gisrael. You want to use it? Certainly, we don't know what in Yanomar Pikabal. It's a very nice thing. I have had this uh, discussion with uh, family members at Simchas, where some family members, like all my sister-in-laws, some light olive oil, some light only candles. I said, from my brief look, I try not to be in the house, anywhere near the house, by Zman Adlokas Neiris. I assume all of you never saw Adlokas Neiris in your house. Where would you be? Minchas, 15 minutes before Shkia. You have to leave by Corona. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> good comeback. Uh, good comeback because I, I once had discussion no, with no, one of the. Like 30 in Yushalayim. Yeah, in Yushalayim. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I've spoken to a few men. I mentioned that because they said they never missed Halakas Neiris. I said, You're at Tzadik and the Tamil. How do you make it to Mincha in time? And then there's a long pause. We start Mincha 15 minutes before Shkia, and it takes at least five minutes to get to Shul. They're lighting 18 minutes before Shkia. Which new Takana is that? The 40 minutes before? No, now we have what? a few more minutes. It used to be right at, and now we have a few minutes. Mm, no, that was by, that was a mistake by the second minion. But, okay, <laughs> that was fixed. But okay, it's all right. If you're, if you're doing it because you want to make sure every light's on time, that's also a mission by Member Leakin. The point is that I, there's a Messias. Go look at it at home. I'd like to hear your opinion. I've, I've briefly looked at both when I got home. I don't see a difference in the quality of the flame. I'm not talking about Yana people like candles versus Towards olive oil. The end, they, they don't burn nicely. They like all over the place, the wind, they And olive oil? Olive's usually very steady because it has the glass walls that are No, but that's not a din the oil. That's a din you have it in a glass. That's cheating. That, that, that's not uh I want to know is there a difference but no, the people say, no, no, it's it's the Gemara says it's better, it's still better. I say they're not paraffin, then I want to know, does it burn better than paraffin? So I've had some Russian Sakanias insisting that it does. I have not been convinced with my non-scientific view of it. So if you can, this Arab Shabbos, don't stay around before Mincha for this, but when you get home, if you have both, many people like both. I have the candles, not. I'd like to know uh, whether it's true. But the Gemara says that it was a hit to use this. I have no problem with that. They didn't have too many options. But apparently over here, for soap, they had options. So Taisa says, what's the problem? So well, why should... the same from this it's saying that it's better to use the candles. I think, A, it might be a hit because they're not using olive oil. Okay, that they make so many millions and millions of gallons. I don't know if you're affecting the market. Once they made it already, you could have used it for salad dressing. I don't know, yeah, people using 
Okay. I, I, all I'm saying is Tesis' issue over here, he doesn't understand Rashi, is because Rashi is tightening on a food use that's not optimum food use. And Tesis says, optimum. this is the way I like it. Apparently Rashi holds not so, which is a big thing for the sugya. Rashi tells us plain about Tashchis. Now the other thing lurking over here, which we're not going to get into now, but has a big enough camino for one of the coolers since the mid-80s, maybe earlier whenever baby wipes came out, not just for babies. And um, they're very convenient. And if you're changing diapers, they're very convenient. And I've been dealing with the Shiloh for a long time. And, and the, uh, when the Nashim Sikhani is asked, they want to know, is it mutter? And some of them even volunteer that if it's not, they really don't have an issue with it, but then the husbands are going to be changing the diapers. That's not a threat or a promise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't change the psaq either. But to have a right to say, look, if there are mekilim, can you do it because I really can't get, a, get this done well. Okay, it was said you know, with a smile from the few people who said that, although half in jest uh, you know, might be somewhat serious also. What's the other option? They have these spritz bottles. And, and before spritz bottles, what do they do? I don't know. Take to a sink, okay. Like the good old days. Mamas like the free adigadaris. Yeah, okay. So they're in use. The big problem is that sugi, every sugi starts off, as you know, when we lay out sugis, there's an atiyah in a sugi. If you know anything about the sugi of the kolos you're dealing with, the kolos you're dealing with in terms of the, the malachas, you know which way it's leaning. And the question is, what the heter? Or sometimes it's leaning, it should be motor. And what's the tadlachmer? And this sugya, everybody is moida. But you hold, you got a heter. The sugya starts off as also. You're taking something and you're squeezing it. So they're not squeezing it, it's very wet. And they're peskimusay, lamaisa, it's really awesome, but make sure you use the top few and don't open it so it's very wet before it starts drying out, because at least then you have surface moisture. So you don't have to squeeze it, you just put it in the surface, even though sometimes you end up squeezing it also, but it's not psychratia. And some say, no, for care, use the very dry ones. I hear the first argument a lot better, and I tell people if you're using it, make sure they're extra wet. Some say use the dry ones, that the more dry they are, the less you have a temptation to squeeze. Well, if it's so dry, there's no temptation to squeeze, then they're probably pretty useless. So I think the first eight says better. But this is within those who are looking for a cooler. Shaz, what's the cooler? There is, these things are made, they're made for goyim. Goyim take them and they squeeze them out. And when you use Windex on the table and you use a paper towel, the Windex is very, very uh, safe in terms of the amount of liquid you're putting in that. Uh, I mean, I've seen people overuse Windex, but... If you're spraying, spritzing a little bit in there, you take a nice big paper towel, it's not getting soaked. It's not a secretion, you're going to squeeze it. Depending on how much Windex and how small the paper towel is. These things are saturated, and so how are you squeezing it? So there, it's a big sugya. It's a good shop this afternoon sugya. Maybe uh, put it on cue over here. There are rayas and caches. It's been discussed for 25 years. It's a fascinating sugya. The reason I'm mentioning it is because there's a ritva over here in the, this sugya, and he asks, he's the only Rishon who asks the kasha that's so obvious here in Rashi and Tesis, which Tesis himself doesn't bring up. Tesis has, what's it doing over here? This is the sugya about abrasive action against hair and maybe using soap with abrasive action. That's why he puts in this sugya. If you want to talk about things losing out, put in the schita sugya. Tesis doesn't ask, why isn't this schita? You're smashing olives to have the stuff ooze out. You're allowed to squeeze According to Tesis, according to Rashi, you're trying to be a matek the olive, and it happens to be squeezed out, so maybe it is, maybe it's not. That's the kasha. According to Tesis, you're getting, unless you say meze, you let it sit, soak in it, and it affects the water, which is Rashi held somewhere else. 
Sounds like it's the oil coming out they're using as a soap. That's mamashita. That's not forget segregation. That's the dover mascavin. You're trying to get the oil out. Taz doesn't even ask this. Taz in the Pasha, there's not a schita issue. It doesn't even belong over there. That's why it's over here. We're not discussing schita in the Sugi, discussing things that might be Meshur Seya. So if you have a rough detergent in your face, maybe it'll rip out something, it'll come in the head. That's why it's on the Zalman. He doesn't even, he mentions the word schita, but he doesn't ask on his shot, why isn't it schita? That's the big uh, elephant uh, in the room, Lahavdal. The Ritva says a comment, which we're not going to see. I didn't copy it. Maybe we will at the. Uh, tell him, but the Ritva says that it's not really a mashke coming out and therefore the comparison would be when you squeeze a lemon onto fish, which is mutter because it comes from an eichel and goes into an eichel and goes flying through the air it's uh, still eichel and it doesn't have the chashivas of a separate mashke the problem is you're taking out the olive oil to use the oil for its chashivas of its soap action, its detergent ability and why isn't that a liquid? So, the kind of the ritva means that it's not a liquid as in something you drink. It's not orange juice. It's not olive oil. It's not, it's not hush enough to be termed a separate thing. And therefore, that's not schita, which is a told of mafarik. It's mafarik is when you separate something from something else. And the ritva's lashon is it's all halach libud. But it's halach libud after you wash your face. So the way the ritva reads, halach libud. You're squeezing it out, you have a soap, and then you're washing your face. Of course, it's halach libud afterwards. When you drink orange juice, it's also halach libud. You drink it, it's gone. Why is Hech Libet help? So they use this ritva as one of the many angles. They try to say that you're using a baby wipe, you squeeze it out, it's all Hech Libet. But the problem is the ritva needs to be explained. What does Hech Libet mean? You're not allowed to squeeze something out to wash your face with it. So there's a, there's a lot of raid. They're very busy with this Taisus. Taisus doesn't bring it up. He always pushes mutter, and the ritva also says mutter. He explains why. The question is, what's the explanation? It was so partial, Taisus didn't even raise the shayla. The question is, does that help you in the baby wipe, Sugya? It's a major thing. So, for tonight is we have um, another example about Tashas Quinta Rashi, which Tasis holds as a big Kiddush, that you can't waste one part of the food to make the other part of the food taste better. And for our particular sub-sugya, subtopic over here, Tasis says the shot is you're taking human food, food fit for human consumption, using it for soap, which is a no-no if you have another choice, and that's considered bizarre in Baltashkas also, but uh, the feeding to the animal is bizarre. So that is the second Makar on the Sugya, and a Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow night we'll see an even more surprising one as the third Makar.